Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. And so we are truly grateful for this God-ordained moment, amen, that we have to celebrate with our graduates. Um, no matter what you're graduating from, we're just grateful to celebrate with you, um, knowing as a teacher, knowing the enormity of how school is done and the weight that is put on our children to excel and to succeed. I can only count it all joy and just all of the good things God is doing through our children who have been so resilient during this time. And so just let's give them another hand, show them some love. It is not easy in these education streets. And so truly we are grateful for all that our graduates have accomplished and will continue to accomplish going forward. I have to shout out uh, my mother who is here. Before I begin, Mama Key, just raise your, raise your hand. She's in the back. So glad to have her here. I know I have some uh, loved ones who are watching, so I'm glad that you are tuning in. Um, just glad to be here, glad to be in the service one more time. Honor to, you know, I'm a Baptist preacher, honor to the deacons and honor to the mothers and to the ushers. Thank you so much to our musicians. Thank you to our praise team. We thank you for all that you all are doing to make this service what it is. And of course, I would be remiss if I did not give honor to my pastor, Reverend Dr. Richard B. Haynes. It is so um, humbling to be in this space and to, to be at this sacred desk. So thank you, sir, for this opportunity to Pastor Jason. Honor to you as well. The word of the Lord is found this morning in 1 John, 1 John chapter 3. First John chapter three, and we will look at verse two. Very familiar passage of scripture, but I think it will shed some new meaning for us on this graduation Sunday. First John chapter three, and verse 2, I am reading from the Common English Bible, but you will find words in similar manner. It says, Dear friends, now we are God's children, and it hasn't yet appeared what we will be. But we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we'll see him as he is. Now we are God's children, and it has not yet appeared what we will be. But we know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we'll see him as he is. Now, O oh God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength 
and O Lord, my Redeemer. Amen. For this brief moment that we have together, I would that you would think with me and pray with me on this short but profound thought, becoming, becoming. It was the fall of 2018 and continuing in the tradition set forth by recent former first ladies, Michelle Robinson Obama released her official memoir detailing her experiences not only as the first African-American first lady in the White House, but lessons learned as a girl growing up on the south side of Chicago, one of just a few black students attending Ivy League institutions, the challenges and triumphs of a black woman working at a prestigious law firm and later as a hospital executive, as a mom attempting to raise two beautiful black girls in what was a very tumultuous society. Mrs. Obama's book wrestles with the inherent tensions and negative realities of living while black striving as a woman, striving even under the everyday struggles of growing up in a working class community. In her book, she tackles issues like failure and what it means to bounce back from personal struggles, fighting struggles of doubt and toiling with what it means to be successful. And although her story is officially bound between two covers, the title of her book suggests that the story doesn't end with the last sentence. Beloved, the idea of becoming makes room for the possibility of transformation and looks to the open doors of our futures. And so this morning, I invite our attention to this thought as we celebrate our graduates. And I come this morning to offer a word not only to our graduates in our midst, but to the person in the sanctuary this morning dealing with a crisis of faith. I come this morning to offer a little encouragement to the divorcee who is trying to pick up the pieces of their life, wondering what the next chapter entails. I've, I've come to offer a new perspective for the person wondering if there is anything left to offer this world. I've come to inject new possibility into you on today. I've come to offer up a new vocabulary for how we think about ourselves and what our outlook on the future holds. You see, it was my freshman year at Morehouse when I realized that I was at a place that was going to force me to take another look at myself to reflect on why I was in this world in the first place. What was my contribution going to be? Was I interested in having a positive impact on someone outside of my own desires and aspirations? How would I impact my community? And to be honest, beloved, it was an intimidating position to be in when I thought I would just make a few new friends and take some classes toward a degree that would launch me into the world, all while having that regal designation of being a Mohouse man. You see, I was excited about that, 
But one day during a school-wide assembly, I recall my mentor and dean, Dr. Lawrence Carter, giving some concluding remarks. I don't remember what the occasion was, but in those remarks, he looks out onto this sea of young black men, and he tells us firmly and with conviction, you are not human beings. You are human becomings. Imagine my shock. I was just like you. I was shocked and disoriented to this idea that we are not merely on this earth to exist, but to transform. That we are not here to have life happen to us, but to make life happen. You see, Dean Carter's words messed up my theology at that time because it forced me to rethink the agency that God had given me that I had otherwise touted as God's plan for my life. You see, we love using that familiar phrase when we talk about what our life's purpose is and what we are meant to do with it. God has a plan for my life. And yes, absolutely, that is a true statement. Every person in this room has had their lives fashioned and secured by God for the best possible outcome, but I've come to add a little spice to that phrase and tell somebody that God has made room for you even in his plan, for you to become all that you ought with what you have right where you are. You see, God has divinely aligned all of our steps not as some grand puppeteer choosing our every decision, but as a shepherd guiding us as he makes room for our transformation. And you see, our text today gives us three glimmers of hope in just this short passage that remind us of our divine right to become. You see, in our path of becoming, we are reminded of whom we come from that we are the children of God. That's what the text says. You see, that's a simple yet significant statement, especially for those of us kissed by the sun. To be called the children of God when our society has every other name to give us is a reminder that it's not what they call us, but what we answer to. In a society whose gaze is fixed upon the notion that black is ugly and not worthy of respect, we chose to answer to the narrative that black is beautiful and that melanin was magnificent. They chose to call us lazy and we reminded them of who built the foundation of this country. They chose to call us loud and we reminded them time and again of the creative genius we brought with us from the shores and villages of West Africa. They chose to call us criminals and we remind them that we are somebody. They chose to call us uneducated and we taught them code switching and sold them best-selling literary masterpieces and reminded them how many black people hold advanced degrees in science and math. They chose to call us uncivilized and we invented new walks and new fashion and new recipes and broke new sports records. We took the evils of an ignorant and godless white supremacist system and reminded them that we are God's children. Now move aside and see how it's supposed to be done. I'm God's child. I'm not a problem, I'm God's child. 
I'm not a statistic, I'm God's child. I'm, I'm not a burden, I'm God's child. I'm not a failure, I'm God's child. I'm a manifestation of the one who created the whole world. You see, my DNA comes from the one who told darkness to step aside and, and made light. We, we dwell under the shadow of the, of the Almighty. We are children of God. Secondly, in the process of becoming, we are reminded that our lives are imbued with new possibilities. The text tells us that it has not yet been revealed what we will be. To reveal something suggests that it must be uncovered in its fullness. And you see, I think some people become so frustrated with God so easily because we want God to move on our own terms. Some people can't mesh with a God when, when God doesn't give us that 90-second transformation that we desire. And so our frustrations with God end up turning into a crisis of faith because we have determined that God must not be as powerful as he says he is. You see, Pastor gave us this word last Sunday, when we wonder where God is, when, when God doesn't move the way we desire him to move. You see, when the outcome doesn't fit our expectation of what God should have done, we fall back. God, I worked so hard and for so long, why didn't I get that promotion? God, I, I treat everybody right and I do good and I'm, I'm a faithful church member. Why didn't you fix that issue I prayed for you to fix? God, why, why did you take my loved one from me when you knew they were my world? We struggle, often trying to locate God, trying to pinpoint God's next move, trying to predetermine how God will answer. And God simply wants us to know there is something that can't be revealed right now. That what's in store for us may not need to be revealed at the moment we desired it. You see, that's a hard pill to swallow for the person who needs their answers here and now. The reality of what we shall be not being revealed to us at this present time challenges us to be content with the process. Every good work God wants, us to, wants to do through us requires a process. And I'm sure I have a few witnesses today who can testify that there were some things that happened to you years ago for which God just now gave you clarity. And when you start to connect the dots from then to now, you say, God, I know why you did that. I see why I had to go through that storm. I, I see why I had to deal with that person. I see why you made me go through that situation. You were revealing some things in me that I didn't know I had. You were revealing patience, knowing how anxious I am. You were revealing trust when I learned, had to learn to let go of hurt. You were revealing joy as I worked through my grief. You were revealing peace when all around me there was chaos. God, I thank you for revealing those things in your own time because now I know that I'm better. Now I know that I'm wiser. Now I know that I have more clarity. Sometimes you have to thank God for the process, even when you don't know the outcome. And so in the process of becoming, you have to know who you belong to. 
in the process of becoming, you have to know that you haven't seen everything just yet. And finally, as I come to a close in the process of becoming, you have to be confident in where you'll end up and who you'll see. Beloved, the more I read the text, the more it shouted me. You see, the last part of that verse says, we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we'll see him as he is. I don't know if that shouts you like it shouted me, but, but, but it got good to me when I read that again. The writer reminds us that all this stuff that we've been praying for down here, all of the accolades and all of the, the desires that we aspire to achieve and the aspirations we work to fulfill pales in comparison to being like Jesus. You see, the ultimate goal of every believer is to be a little more like Jesus. Just as the songwriter says, I want to be more and more like Jesus every day. You see, it's good news for us to know that when in this process of becoming has reached its final destination, we get to see Christ face to face. I think that's why the old saints would sing, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. The old saints would say it's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. it. It reminds us that every journey has a destination. And the text gives us confirmation that one day when I've come to the end of my journey, when we see Jesus just as he is, he'll understand all of our struggles, all of our mountains, all of our valleys, and say, well done. The good news today is that even as we are human becomings, we stand in the tradition of a great cloud of witnesses who toiled on their own path to becoming. And I submit to you today that all of us can write our own memoir of becoming. You don't have to go to Barnes & Noble and pick up Mrs. Obama's book. You can write your own memoir of your path to becoming. I may not have all that I wanna have, but I'm becoming. I may not have mastered patience and maybe I need a little more kindness, but I'm becoming. I have, may not perfected my relationships with others, but I'm becoming. And when you write your own becoming story, when you tell your own becoming story one day, Make sure you include that great cloud of witnesses in your narrative. Make sure you include that great cloud of becomings in your story. When you write your own memoir about becoming, you have to make sure that you check the record. Like how Jacob struggled and wrestled and deceived his own father, but, but God changed his name. Check the record on how Noah became a stable leader even though he was a drunk. Check the record about how Moses became one of the greatest leaders of a people even when he didn't feel adequate enough. Check the record about how Solomon became a wise leader even when he made foolish mistakes. Check the record how David became a man after God's own heart even when he came out of God's favor. How Samson became a leader that delivered Israel even after his own flawed desires cost him what he loved the most. 
how three Hebrew boys became heroes out of a fiery furnace, how Jonah became a prophet who learned his own lessons in the belly of a whale, how the prodigal son became a testament to forgiveness even as he was blinded by grief, how Mary Magdalene became the first witness to the risen Savior even though she was demon-possessed, how Paul became the greatest evangelist, even though he had a terrible reputation, how Jesus became the savior of the world, even though he was an ordinary carpenter from the ghetto. Check God's record. Check God's record and see that we are all pilgrims traveling through this wearisome land. But we are on a path of becoming. You see, Jesus became like us so that one day we would ultimately be like him. And so we resonate with Jesus because his experience reflects our experience. James Cone, that great liberation theologian, said that God is on the side of the oppressed. And so like the old preacher would say, we know Jesus to be a keeper. We know Jesus to be a burden bearer. We know Jesus to be a heart fixer. And we know Jesus to be a mind regulator. He is preparing us to become all that we need to be. And most of all, he took our sins upon himself, giving us the chance to become. And today, Jesus continues to prepare us to be more like him. Daryl Coley put it like this, he's preparing me for what's coming in my life. He's maturing me. He's arranging me. He's rearranging me. He's training me. He's tuning me. He's purging me. He's pruning me. God is preparing me for everything that comes in my life. Shout glory, glory, glory. Bless his name. Bless. Bless his name. Thank God we are becoming. Oh, bless. Aren't you glad that where you are and where you're going? We are becoming. And it all starts. It all starts with turning around. It all starts 
with getting your life turned around. The Bible says, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That, brothers and sisters, is the beginning of becoming. Rarely do we do this, but I'll do it today. It's invitation time. Never know who's in the house. Don't know if you've ever accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Don't know. Maybe you've never done that. But today is your day. You need to come forward and just say, I believe that. I believe he died on the cross for me, but I believe that he didn't stay dead. I believe he got up. And if you believe that, today you're saved. That's what saves us. If you're here today, unsaved. If you're here today and you just don't have a church home, you need, you need a home. You moved into the area and you haven't had a chance to find a home. This is home. So I want to invite you today to do this. But today, we've already sung it one time. But it's such a wonderful testimony that I want us to sing it again. I want you to come just like you are. Get it out of your head that you're going to wait until you get it right. You won't ever come. Just as I am, without one plea, <laughs> ain't, ain't, got, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing in me that he ought to save me. The only plea that I had was that he shed his blood for me. Please don't let anybody fool you. Everybody up in here got saved the same way. He shed his blood for us. So today, you step out on that. He died for us, but he got up for us just as I am without one plea. And if you're here unsaved, I want to invite you to come to the front seat. I invite you to come to sit on the front pew. If you're here unsaved, come. If you're looking for a church home, won't you come? Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh 
won't you come, won't you come to rid my soul of wonder love to thee whose blood can glimpse each sorrow lamb of God I come Why don't we give God praise in his house? Why don't we just give God praise in his house? He is worthy. He's worthy of all of our praise. We thank God today for such a timely message. Y'all thank God for the word of God. Thank him for the word of God. Thank him for this man of God that has been used so. I hope the Lord lets me live long enough to see what he's going to do with this. God is going to do great things. He's doing great things now. But I just believe that God has great things in store for you, preacher. This is the message this world needs to hear now. And we thank God that he's still equipping those who to, to, to do just that. Um, this is Youth Day. I want to take the opportunity just to thank God for all of our graduates. Y'all help me thank God for all of them. Amen. That's right. God has richly blessed this church. And when young people come up in the church, Salem babies. <laughs> when they come up in the body of Christ, there's something in them. And they have what they need to make life work. And we thank God for y'all. We thank God for each one of you. Uh, this is my... Uh, 34th, 35th graduating class. Uh, I saw some of y'all's parents graduate. <laughs> uh, 
this has been just a wonderful, so I know the value of this moment. My first senior class was in 1988. <laughs> Do we have any graduates from 1988 in the house? <laughs> Pam, Pam, I know where's, but yeah, stand up, it's Pam. Pam, was that your class? Pam Crawford, was that your class? Okay, where were you? I don't know, I'm putting you back too far. Amen, I'm close. Amen, amen. But just to thank God, thank God for longevity, and thank God I've been able to witness what God can do and what he will do and what he's going to do with all of you. Thank God for Sister Melissa Brooks. Y'all bless the Lord. Melissa Brooks. Amen is one in 50 million. <laughs> amen, amen. This church is blessed. Blessed. And she's like that little bunny rabbit. She keeps right on going. She never slows down. And we are just grateful to her and her team. I'm going to let her come and talk about her team. But I want her to come now. And uh, she's going to show me what we're going to do from here, from this point on. Amen. Sister Melissa Brooks. Good afternoon to our church family. You got to know that this is um, not only Youth and Children's Day, but this is also the first Sunday of the month. And every first Sunday, we think it not robbery to pause and acknowledge those students who have done exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. So in today's Youth and Child of the Month, our Youth of the Month is Dion Bush. Youth of the Month, Dion. And our child of the month, because we have been um, having service virtually, oftentimes we have more than two or three faces on a screen. And we appreciate our virtual babies for taking the time to continue to study God's word. So our children of the month is Aaron and Bryce Johnson. Amen. What we'd like to do at this time is go ahead and present our class of 2022 graduates PowerPoint. So if you could pay attention to the screen, we present to you the class of 2022. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for us. Don't need another reason. You are more than enough. Having you is the best part of me. Jesus, you'll never leave your beautiful love. It's why we say, to the top of the mountain. 
Teresa Thomas Scholarship. I just have a couple awards to present. Um, these two awards go to students. I actually have three. They have been committed to the mission and the cause of Salem. They are here for Bible study. They're in the choir. They're ushering. They're participating in ministry. And we just wanted to pause and say thank you. So this year's recipients of our Above and Beyond one goes to Kyla Isaac, and this one is for Sharice Washington, and the other one is for Christina Knight. Um, we cannot let this moment pass without honoring some of our leaders. We have been in shutdown for over two years, um, and we wanted to thank just a few. It's been 20 plus years that they have been working in ministry. And what we present to them today is a crystal engraved clock for the time that you have given unto the youth and, Salem, um, youth and children of Salem. For 20 plus years of service, we would like to acknowledge Lori Butler and Diane Norman. Come on, Miss Lori. 
behalf of myself and Sister Crawford, who had intended on being here today, we thank you for every effort. Amen, amen. 20 plus years. Um, while we've been in virtual learning, we have had some um, workers who have just gone above and beyond. Every Sunday, we provide for our children an opportunity to study God's word. We have virtual service for our children on Sundays at 2 p.m. And then we come back at 6 p.m. to offer service for our youth. This has been every Sunday without fail. There are some leaders that are always there, rain shines, leader hail. Um, and I wanted to acknowledge those. So our two shining stars for virtual services would be Gail Johnson and Dale Burley. <laughs> And that one is for a shining star who um, has been with us on youth service. Without a doubt, she has been a shining star because she has had to face many medical challenges, one after another. And one of the kids mentioned, when it seems like it's one thing, it's another thing. But without a beat, she has continued to encourage our youth. And oftentimes, she would say, turn your camera on so that I can see your face so that I can start back my memory process in remembering your face. And where she was, we were supposed to be encouraging her, she actually encouraged us. And it is without fail that I asked her to pray because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And her prayers are just continually to grow stronger and stronger. And that is Janetta Vickers. Amen, somebody. Amen. amen, amen. We thank God for this day, this time together. To all of our graduates, we have some things for all of you. We want to just bless God for all of you. And on the outside, this celebration is going to continue. I want to make sure that all of you have here, um, we leave here today uh, with a gift from your church family. We love this day. We love what it does. We love that this is a beginning for you. It's, it's an ending, but it's a beginning. And we want you to know that wherever you go, 
Salem is there. We always and we will always be there. So the celebration continues on the outside. Uh, to all who may be visiting with us, if you're visiting with us for the first time, will you stand wherever you are? Yes. Y'all bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. We are just grateful for you. Thank you so much for choosing Salem as your place of worship. And you don't have a church home. If you're looking for somewhere, we're going to save you some of this expensive gas. <laughs> Amen. We're going to save you some gas. This is home. Welcome home. So good to have you here today. God bless you. Amen. Amen. On our way out now, we're getting ready for our benediction. We do want to be in prayer uh, for Sister Lunette Hillman, uh, who, whose brother went home to be with the Lord. Uh, those services are scheduled for Monday at, uh, 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 on June 6th, Monday. So let's be in prayer for Sister Hillman. Also, Sister Sherry West uh, lost a son. Her son went home to be with the Lord. So let's also be in prayer with uh, Sherry. On the way out, before we do the benediction, I want just to ask all of the young people in here to come to the altar. I want to pray for you. I, I, I want to pray for you. I just want all of you to just, just come, come here today. That's right, all of you. Yeah, all, all the children, young people, everybody. Just... let those little ones come through come 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 close come come yeah 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 that's right just come on come on up here Pastor Jason, if you'll come and get prepared for the uh, benediction. Uh, this is such a strange day that we're living in. It's a different day. I, I sit and I watch and I, I only can imagine what goes through the mind of children now. I'm an adult and I'm baffled. I'm adult and I have a hard time processing all of the things that you all live with every day. I graduated from high school in 1968. I, I, I didn't, there are a lot of stuff that I did have to be concerned about, but I didn't have to worry about school shootings. I didn't worry about deranged people just showing up and shoot. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have to worry about that. I, uh, stuff that you have on your little minds, it concerns me that you have to carry this heavy load. You, 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 you carry, and you carry it well. But I, I'm just an old person telling young people that God is real. God, God is real. 
the stuff you hear me talking about and you hear older people talking about, uh, this is real. And the same God that brought your great-grandma and your grandma in a time when everybody was out to kill them, the same God is still on the throne right now. And just like he kept them, just like he kept us, I want you to develop a confidence in his keeping power right now. That's what sets you apart. You are children of God. You are becoming. And you better know this world cannot keep you from becoming what God has in store. God has great things in store. And I just want to pray for you and pray with you. Pray that God will keep your hearts, that he'll keep your minds, that he will just keep you. Let's pray. Lord, we want to live for you every day and every hour. Let your spirit be in us, with us, in its saving power. Keep our hearts, keep our hands, keep our soul. God, I lift these children to you. I lift them to you, dear God, because I know that you can do what we cannot do. Parents are in this building, parents over this world, they love these children, but we can't be with them every step of the way. We can't watch over them every step of the way, but Father, we call on you because you can. Father, we don't know how they are being affected by the things that are going on around them. We don't know how their little minds process it. But God, we know you can keep their minds. And our prayer, dear God, is that you will just keep their minds. That you will hold them in the hollow of your hand. That you will give them, dear God, what they need to feel safe safe in your arms. Father, your word says that we dwell in that secret place of the Most High, that, that you are watching over us, that you will keep us, that the hand of the Almighty will always overshadow us. And so, Father, we claim your promises for them right now. Watch over these children. Give them peace. Allow them the opportunity to enjoy their childhood. Keep them, dear God. Keep them all through the summer and then back into school. Just keep them, dear God. Keep them safe. Let them feel your safety. And in everything that you do, Father, we're going to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and we ask it all amen god bless you children god bless you you may be seated before i sit down it's so good to see everybody in the house it's just a 
blessing to see faces in the house. We are open and we are just happy to see you in this place. Thank you so much for continually giving. You've been so faithful in your giving until we figure this thing is working. Uh, It's amazing. It's amazing what we have learned. And we just want to thank you for continually being faithful in your giving. We have receptacles at both doors uh, as you prepare to leave. You can leave your offering or however you've been getting your offering in, you can continue to do that. But God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. Dick and Milk, God bless. if you would proceed with these on my left and then those who are on my right if you can go out the single door if you will single file just to stay safe is that all right also there are cupcakes on the outside of the double doors and they're for everybody amen and for everybody and for everybody let us give a benediction because of this day the Lord bless you and the Lord may he keep you may the lord make his face to shine upon you and may he be gracious unto you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you peace may he bless you when you go and when you come it is in the name of jesus that the people of god said Amen, amen, amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal 
via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.